I'm just so much about self-love, which I wish I would have had forever ago. But like you should love yourself before you love anything or anyone else. Like just do you. Welcome to the No More Zero Days podcast. I'm your host, Eric Savage. And today we're talking about all things relationships, loving yourself, photography, what forever means, and avoiding regret with our guest, Lex, as we hope to inspire you to move out of living zero days. What is a zero day, you may ask? A zero day is a day where you get nothing done towards accomplishing your goal or dream life. Our guest, Lex, is the owner of The Hobbyist Photography out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, where she self-taught herself how to take pictures, and she creates breathtaking images from lifestyle campaigns for brands to even weddings and many other amazing scenes behind her camera. Her love for all things photography, her commitment to personal physical fitness, and her contagious type A personality truly makes her someone I love picking her brain And I know you're going to get so much out of today's episode because I myself truly walked away from this conversation slash interview, truly challenged and know that I was self-reflecting the entire time. And so I can't wait for you to listen to it. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into today's episode. Here we are. So here we freaking are. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you lately. Like in broad strokes, what's the thousand foot kind of going on in your life? Okay. Business trying to figure out what I'm passionate about and what I'm not passionate about and things that I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life are changing for the better but it's really messy before it gets beautiful and as far as relationships I'm really learning who is there for me who wants the best for me and then who isn't and also just kind of really focusing on my future as far as marriage and when you say forever what forever actually really means so yeah I'm going through a very like growth emotional period right now that's amazing I mean you said a lot of things that I want to ask you about but I think the first thing that stuck out to me was this idea of kind of evaluating your inner circle of who needs to stay around Mm -hmm. who needs to go who can I trust? Who can I watch myself around? And so how do you approach that even just process? Because that seems like something that everyone would say, yes, I need to do that. But it's like, how do you actually even begin those steps? Or is it literally just a live and you learn, you, you know, give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but then when someone shows you their true colors, then you move on? Or how do you even approach that for you? I think the biggest thing that I do is... I guess timing, timing totally tells, I don't know, because I'm a very trusting person. I trust people too easily. And I also let people in very easily. And like there, I used to be where I wanted like 15 million friends and everyone to know all my business. And we talked all the time and did everything together. And then it got to the point where I literally have probably three people max that I talk to on the daily that know absolutely everything about me. And it's sad because there's people that I thought I was going to be close with for my entire life. And it's not like anything happened. It's just we like grow like being 22 years old that like my middle name, since I don't have a middle name, unique fact, my middle name is growth (laughs) because I am always growing. I've always matured faster than friends or some of my friends. And so that's another part of me that's like. If they're very lost, which is normal, people get lost. I can't like surround myself with that because 
I am very, I wasn't always this way, but I'm very much about self-love. And so I'm like, I have to do everything for myself because you're the only person you can depend on is you. And so as far as friends, yes, I have the ones that I'm closest with and tell them things, but they're also doing their own life on their own. So I don't have to like depend on people so much. It's more just like, I'm my best friend, you know, and then I have my pals on the side, you know? So you said you haven't always been that way. No, not at all. Do you feel like it was just a part of growing up or was there a significant change within you that maybe realized you had to do that? Or was there a clear path of like this eureka moment and then you're like, yes. Yeah, I definitely had a moment because I used to, like I said, wanted all the friends in the world. And when I was dating somebody, I put my all into it to an unhealthy extent. And so I lived in Atlanta and I was in a relationship and I, it was the first time I had had my heart broken and as hard as it was, I also got to realize like I've been depending on everyone else besides myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. And so when I needed to leave, like I literally packed my stuff and moved to Chattanooga where I am now because my mom lived here, but I left within a week just packed my stuff, left. I needed a new life because that w- it was just so, it was like a breakup on my birthday, got kicked out of school because I missed so much school from being sad. So it was like this whole just explosion. And I was like, I need to move and I need to figure out who I want to be. And so when I moved here, I was alone because I didn't know a single person other than my mom. But it was like, it was a lot of self-reflection time. And... I just got to thinking, you know, like I want to be an entrepreneur. School was never for me. It's never been for me. I've also had a hard time keeping jobs because I'm not good at working under people. I'm a very much a leader. Like my mom said when she used to pick me up from daycare, I was the one holding the ball being like, you stand there and you stand there. Like I've always been, I've just always been like a leader and not a follower. And I think I just needed that huge explosion in my life to open up the fact that now I own my own business and I bought a house at 22 years old and I pay for everything on my own, everything. And so that's where I used to depend on everyone. And now all I do is depend on myself and work for myself to be better every single day. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Um, So there's a lot of things that I want to talk about. And I feel like we could stay on this whole little niche, little stuff because you have so much to say. Um, But one thing I want to touch on real quick while we're still on this kind of you relationships, Mm -hmm. that stuff before we start talking about your business, what motivates you, all those kind of classic questions. And then we'll we'll, we'll throw some fun stuff in there too. (laughs) You are inspiring though. So it's it's tempting to stay here the whole time (laughs) on these topics is... One of the parts about I found is being like a strong leader is sometimes we tend to also push people away because at least for even me, we kind of share that story of, I know I'm a leader, but I once was just, I was a feeler. I loved people. I always gave too much of myself. I got burned. So on one hand, it's kind of this dichotomy of, you know, I naturally am more being who I was supposed to be all along. But also if I really am honest and look deep down, like, there's probably at least maybe that it started this way was there is a little bit of that self-protection motivation of if I'm in charge, then no one can take advantage of me. Yeah. So how do you balance that? Well, as ironic as this conversation is this weekend, um, I went through just a rough little confusing couple days um, because of the fact that I am a leader. 
And if we're just being raw, I'm dating someone that is not. And so I can become very overpowering. I can become very, I'm already stubborn. So mixing stubbornness with strength and lead, (laughs) I can be very like powerful. And it's, it's a good thing, but it's also not a good thing, you know, like kind of coming off too harsh, kind of being too controlling and kind of comparing myself too much to where it's like I see all these lives happening and I'm like okay mine needs to be like that or I need to somehow get to that point or I don't know it's like being a leader my mom's always been a leader and my dad's always been a leader and I think I got it from them and same with my brother like my whole family is just very like kind of dream chasers go-getters we've always been that way and so when you're with someone that makes you realize that not everyone is like that he you know is content where he is he's simple he's calm he's humble so that's what is making me realize that I need to yes I'm strong and I'm a leader but I need to take a step back and realize that like I don't need to control life so much I need it to just like fall into place so yeah with you saying like you learn a lot from being strong and it's not always that good like Strong people are strong, but it doesn't mix well when you're like, you know, I don't know. It just, it's, it's hard. Have you found that dating someone that's different from you, that's more of a follower, that's more content and by all means, not dogging him or anybody no. like that. It's just a simple fact of I'm a, this person's yeah. B, like doesn't make them bad. They're just different. Have you found that you've more. Uh, being more compatible with someone like that or because here's here's the thing so I'm single single dude interested would love to get married whatever mm-hmm. slightly older than you age doesn't really matter mm-hmm. though as far as like uh, but like you know I'm approaching yeah. 30 so like I'm, I'm thinking more seriously when it comes to relationships and I always have this inner discussion of like should I be looking for someone that's so polar opposite that lets me be me and they be them and then we're never going to conflict because we're so opposite or does it actually drive me crazy that the person is so opposite than me because I'm just like, we're just going to charge through the mm-hmm. door and they're more like, eh, you know, like, let me think about it. <laughs> so all that rambly answer to say is what is your opinion? You don't even have to talk specifically if you don't want to about, you know, you and your current relationship, but even just generally of, have you found that it's best that opposites attract or is it that you, there needs to be a little more synergy or, or just really what is your answer? I... I am literally on that page today. Like that is what I'm trying to learn and what he's trying to help me understand. Because when we first met two years ago, I was, I've definitely always been a firecracker, but I wasn't as much of a leader as I am now being a business owner. It just changed. I mean, it makes you a leader. And so back then I definitely was still the one that like wore the pants, I guess you should say, but I didn't like I don't know. And so now when I'm like chasing goals and coming home and want to go do this and every day I want to like, I am just a firecracker and he's not. The reason we literally have been on a little bit of a bumpy road right now is because yesterday I said, I don't know if I'm supposed to be with someone who is a firecracker like me, or I don't know if I'm supposed to be with someone who keeps me down, like, like not down in a bad way, keeps me humble, keeps me like in my like where I'm supposed to be and I think I was just comparing and he had just kind of called it out like I think you're you're thinking too much because 
there is a ring on the table. And I think that's why we've gotten very serious lately because forever freaks me out now. And it used to not. I used to want to get married like ASAP. You know, I wanted it all. And now that, you know, it, it could be around the corner, it makes me think, do I want to be with someone who is very simple and doesn't really have an urge to chase life? Not in a bad way. I don't want to say that in a bad way. You know what I mean? He's just, he's not like a firework where, you know, and I am. And so I am learning the balance. I couldn't even tell you the answer because some people opposites attract and then some people want to be with someone just like them to do life together because it's like you hear of people that do life together as a couple, like a power couple, or you hear of those like amazing relationships where they are polar opposites and they live separate lives, which is very healthy. And then they come home and share their home life. And I think that's what I'm trying to work towards is because I love everything about him as far as home and where I want, who I want as a husband or a dad to my kids or a supporter. I think I was more looking for like just a partner in crime to kind of like go fight the bad guys, you know? And I think that's more of where a girl does need a best friend, whether it is a guy or a girl to do that with. And then your relationship, because it's like, I don't want to mix business with pleasure, you know? And so I think what I'm learning right now is living two separate lives, but keeping in contact and then coming home and having your own life with that person. Whether you're similar or not, I think that's that's my advice, I guess. Would you say that this idea of forever that's given you this pause... Was it something, because I think for all the single people in the room, hey, uh, you know, everyone's looking at that North Star or everyone that's even in a relationship rather of like, you know, we're all especially A's, type A's, Mm -hmm. leaders are always like, what's the goal of what we're doing? What's that big next step in the business, in the relationship? Like, what's that next step I need to always achieve, achieve, achieve? So now that you're actually kind of at that next step rather or have that opportunity to take that next step is that what you say has really given you that pause of making sure that that you're evaluating all the right qualities in him and other people and yourself most importantly is it was it I just want to understand that process because I know you're you're so smart and it seems like you're in such a valuable place right now being introspective it could be so helpful to people Mm -hmm. of was it that it's not that you weren't taking it seriously because you weren't because I've been around you guys, so I know it. But was it that all of a sudden you kind of had this far off forever was in the distance and yes, we're heading towards it, but all of a sudden now we're there and it's like, wow, this is real Mm -hmm. moment. And then you're kind of like, hold on a second. Or, or what did that, what about forever? Because I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you guys have been dating for a while. So it wasn't like it was all of a sudden this big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But what about this moment has been different than every other moment? I think because, so we're just going to be so honest. He's had the ring for about a year almost. And so I kind of knew about it. And I think seeing everyone else get engaged and everyone else getting married and having babies, the comparison game Instagram can die. Like it literally, oh, it makes you crazy. And so just seeing everyone doing that, I think this past year, I've just been like, oh my God, when is it going to happen to me? And I would shove it down his throat because I was so excited because yes, I do want to marry him. And so then just me being a girl and kind of getting vibes and feeling and kind of knowing that it was literally around the corner that it could happen. I just started freaking out. Like if we were having a bad day, I really would take it into consideration of like, 
if we have this bad day and I marry you, I'm going to have this bad day all the time. You know, like if forever, like 40 years down the road, because I feel like when people say forever, they think of just like this broad little like five year thing. Like they don't literally think when you're 75 years old, you know? And so it was just the, is the good outweighing the bad? Is the bad outweighing the good? And really just having to be mature at that point because I was just being naive and just excited. And so now that I need to like grow up because this is, this isn't just for fun. Like this is a next step in your life. Like, so I think I just, there was a part of me that grew up and matured for a second and was like, okay, wait, do you want this for the rest of your life? And we're definitely taking it day by day. You touched on a little bit on living kind of this Instagram culture. So let's take a quick pivot. Let's talk about you being an entrepreneur, being a content creator, being a photographer. Tell me about how you even got into photography. <laughs> like, let's take a step back and let's talk about that. Okay, so photography has never been a thing in my life. Never even knew I was going to do it. I wanted a professional camera for four years for Christmas. I asked my dad and he was just like, you're never going to use it, blah, blah, blah. Because I am I literally get bored of things so fast and I'm like, okay, you want to do the next thing? And so he was like, I'm not going to go drop $3,000 on a camera for you to use one time, whatever. But originally I did want a camera to do makeup and do like makeup videos on YouTube and taking professional images before and after of what I was doing. And, uh, he didn't get me it, but Hayden did. And so for Christmas, Hayden surprised me with the camera. I was bawling my eyes out. That was another really deep connection between us is like, he was the only one that believed in me. You know, he was like, no, she needs a camera. She's going to do great things. So that's another very special connection we have is because he, I am who I am today because he gave me that first, you know, just push. So anyway, I don't know. People ask me all the time how I got into photography. I literally do not remember asking a couple to model for me. I don't remember ever caring about taking pictures. I just remember I had a tripod and I was recording YouTube videos. And then one day I was like, let's go take some pictures. And then I found a friend that had a boyfriend that they look good together. And I grabbed them and we went and did some couples pictures. And I kind of just practiced and played for five months and I would changed my editing all the time. I didn't know. I don't know. And then fall came around and everybody wants pictures in the fall because it's so beautiful out. And so in October of last year, I somehow made like five figures in like two months. <laughs> and I was like, I've always struggled with money. I've always struggled with a job. My parents are successfully or financial successful, but whatever. I've never been like, I've never been able to keep a job. I would always spend every dollar I ever had. And so when I made this X amount of money in two months, I was just like, holy crap, like this is what I'm supposed to do. So I quit my job. And ever since then, which has been a year now, photography has just taken off in a way that I cannot even explain. And I thought it was weddings. Like I was going to be very passionate about weddings, but like what I was saying earlier, I'm not passionate about weddings. I would love, I love a couple and intimacy. I don't like dealing with extended family or taking pictures of the venue. I don't care. I want you two in front of my camera. So elopements, couple shoots, you know, in homes, all of that. I'll do that for the rest of my life. And then of course I love like fashion and lifestyle. And what I'm kind of working on now has to do with fashion and 
opening another business. So it's like I'm every day I'm figuring out what I want to do for the rest of my life, what I don't want to do, and just trying to hit goals every single day. That's amazing. What does being a content creator mean to you? Mm. And is that and is that the right word? Because see, it's it's funny. I've been around on Instagram a little bit. People still forget that Instagram's pretty young. Like it feels like it's been there forever, but it didn't come out till 2013. It didn't really become Instagram until yeah. like 2016. And it went from being like, oh, I'm a photographer to now people are, I feel like they're always reaching or evolving that term of like, I'm a content creator. Yeah. Um, which practically is usually someone like sometimes I'll even use that phrase because it's, you know, I do photography, I do videography, I create all these things. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself a content creator or you, you think you're more of, I'm a photographer? I don't think I'm a content creator because I could be wrong, but when I think content creating, I think of like Coca-Cola sending you a Coke and you have to go put that Coke somewhere really cool and take cool pictures of it for a business. I'm, that's one thing about me. I'm not creative. Like, like I am creative in a sense, but not when it comes to like, if you give me these products to make them look cool somewhere, like I black out, like, I'm like, I don't know. Like if you give me a coffee and like people do like splashing, like dropping something in the coffee and it's splashing, I'm like, I get ideas off of Pinterest for that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't say I'm like a content creator. I would say that I love lifestyle because even with couples, I put them in a lifestyle kind of vibe and I don't pose them or anything. It's always just like whispering in her ear, having ice cream, pretend I'm not here, which I know sounds way easier said than done because when I'm standing there and you guys are on a date it's awkward of course so I I definitely try and make them laugh a lot I feel like I can talk to people easily I can make people laugh and just like I don't know I I kind of have this personality that really works with that and same with lifestyle pictures like if they want you know headshots done or whatever it's just like I love taking pictures of people in the moment and things in the moment I don't think I'm a content creator or if like a company sends me clothes or something I feel like I'm not creative to like go take cool pictures in them like I'm an in the moment person you know I can't think about it too hard or I'm like this sucks <laughs> would you say then it's almost like to me what it sounds like is you love authentic moments yes. like you hate the idea of someone sending you something and saying hey like here's the 90% of what we need to be like. Now you go, you know, yeah. make the 10% yours, whereas you're like, I want 100% yes. or I want 99% because I want it to feel authentic in the way I see the world. Yes, is that exactly what I, I, that is exactly authentic. What is it? Authenticity? Uh, uh, authenticity. I think. Authenticity. Yeah. I was trying to say that the other day. Scrabble board word. But Words that is definitely, that's how I live. I'm very in the moment kind of girl. Oop very in the moment kind of girl and yeah I'm just not fake I can't fake it till I make it <laughs> <laughs> which I think is awesome yeah so I want to do some quick questions okay and whatever comes to mind this is literally I'm just spitballing hip firing what is your favorite ice cream flavor chocolate what is your definition of authenticity being yourself like if you're a loud, obnoxious person, be loud and obnoxious. If you're quiet and humble, take that. Like, be who you are and don't be afraid of who you are. I feel like so many people fake who they are in front of others, which I used to be guilty of. And now when I meet you, if I do something that makes me feel like a dummy, 
I like laugh at myself because I'm like, well, that's just me. How would you describe yourself using like adjectives? Like what, or just even words, just single words. Firecracker, obnoxious, loud, very happy, very goofy, and very authentic. How do you overcome adversity in your own life or tough moments? I've learned from my mom to just let it go and let God handle it. Um, That's a lot easier said than done because you're just kind of sitting there like, God's got it. That's all I do now. That doesn't really mean that. Like you should still definitely try and figure out the issue, how to handle it, but just know that you will be okay or that will be okay. Like no matter what you're in this, this point in your life, and it's going to be okay. Like there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. God is going to figure it out. And I think that's the way I just handle troubled moments is I take a deep breath and I'm like, he's going to handle it. And then I blast some awesome music. If you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? I really want to go to either California again or like Bora Bora, Fiji, something like that. What is your favorite camera brand? I've only ever used Canon, so I can only say Canon. Let's go. Hey, right answer. Ding, ding, ding. Love Canon. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag, but they could. Come on, Canon. Come come at us. We're ready for you. Uh, DSLR or mirrorless? You're asking me things that like, I'm the most unprofessional professional photographer. That's what I say. I don't even know. I never went to school. I don't even know manual settings. I just figure them out as I freaking go. Like talk about authentic. Like in the moment, in that lighting, I'm like, All right, let me figure this out. Hold on. So I don't even know what the heck DSLR is or mirrorless is. (laughs) Favorite time of the day to photograph someone? I Honestly, I'm starting to love not harsh sunlight like 12 o'clock in the afternoon like shadows, but like bare sunlight on somebody because I thought I loved this whole golden hour thing. And I don't think I do. I love golden hour on an iPhone, which is crazy. But golden hour on my camera, I hate it. It's weird. I don't know. I'm... They got something going on in my head. If you could get any tattoo, what would it be? Hmm. A Taurus. Because I am a bull like no other. <laughs> uh, what did you aspire to be when you were five years old? A makeup artist. Always. Always wanted to do makeup. What is one makeup brand you cannot live without? To be honest, I I use everything from... I use everything, but if you say what product I couldn't live without, probably foundation because I have always, even my followers know this, I have always had like troubled skin and scars and just acne and it's clearing now, but like, whew, I used to cake it on because I was so insecure about it, but people say don't go to the tanning bed and I'm saying go to the tanning bed because that thing clears it up. So if you have problems... Forget the chemicals. Go to the tanning bed once a week. Favorite place to shop in real life? Oh, boy. Um, I love... I just went to this new place called American Threads in Nashville. And they have, like, lack of color. Like, they have all the, like, raw and rebellious. Like, all that stuff. It, that's... Whatever, whatever this rock and roll country kind of boho-y aesthetic, that's my favorite. And it is such a weird, like vibe but i love it i i I absolutely agree because every time i feel like it's just nashville vibe Mm -hmm. like when i go out to nashville i can kind of like 
I'm like a hybrid because yeah. I'm somewhere <laughs> hipster because I have yes. to be because I hold a camera. Like if I showed up to a shoot with like a collared shirt and like Cole Hans on, yeah. people would be like, you suck yeah. or you're a creeper or there's something <laughs> not right here. Like people expect you to show up and like, you know, hipster, like, uh, hipster. but yes. like I genuinely like, like dressing that way now. But every time I go to Nashville, I can, the point I'm trying to make is I can wear hipster mm-hmm. and it still be like a Friday night look in mm-hmm. Nashville. Whereas if you wear it, Atlanta's like, eh, just like, it's, it's so edgy. mildly ex- acceptable, but still people kind of look at you weird. Like all black. Are you okay? Are you, mm-hmm. are, do you, are you, yeah. emo? you know, versus Nashville. It's like, Hey, so I, I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, one photo app that you could not live without. That's not Instagram. So photo app related on your phone. Oh, Lightroom. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> Lightroom. Yeah. Cause a priest, I can just freaking bandaid anything. <laughs> By the way, she's got some great precepts. Whoop, whoop. Yes. What do you think? I, I'm taking a pause in the lightning round. What is it about the presets that everyone's doing? What do, do you mean? Like, everybody I know has a preset. True. And But I'm not dogging it. And I think when I said that, it probably sounds like that. It's just like but, a new thing. It's like people... I think because the first... You got to tell me now is the first thing you do when you go to a new Instagram page. Do you look at their aesthetic? Absolutely not. But you don't. But, but okay. I don't. But that, okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying for better or for worse or it should be this or that. I think it's I a girl thing. So a girl, if I know all you girls, the first thing we do when we click on someone's profile, whether it's a person or a business or a hairstylist or makeup artist, we look at the aesthetic of their Instagram or even someone that does marketing and I think the cleaner and more it looks like a magazine or just like an even portfolio where things match, there's just something that draws you to it to where you'll want to book with them or whatever. And I think all these girls that don't own businesses, the reason they have presets is because they love the way the aesthetic looks and it it kind of ups their game of like if a business wants to work with them or... If they're in school for marketing, like it kind of shows that they know how to keep like a an aesthetic going on. Like if that word could be tattooed across my forehead, I would do it. I love aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, it's keeping it's keeping yourself on brand. It's like your Literally. own on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about lastly here that I know is really important to you, or at least seems to be recently, is this personal fitness journey you're going on. <laughs> Which is so amazing and inspiring. I, I always feel bad because I'm always plugging away on the computer or something. And then you have, you know, awesome gym workouts or your trainer or whatever posts up. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I should be at the gym right now. <laughs> like, I feel so bad. Like, go Lex. So is that in my, because I've only really kept up with you for like a year, I guess now, or maybe a little bit before that. But is that a new part of you? Has that, has fitness always been there? Or is this a, a, like Lex 2.0? This is Lex 2.0 because to this extent, it's new. I've always, you know, gone to the gym once a week or I used to. Like I used to do dance for like 10 years. And so I was always fit. And I remember when I quit dance and stuff and I was like between 16 and 19, I still kept my body of just from dance. And I remember my friends being like, you have a six pack and you don't even try. And I could eat whatever I wanted and it would never sit on me anywhere. Then when I turned about, I think 20 my body started changing. I also was in college, so I was drinking beer all the time. I was eating like crap. I mean, it was, when I look back, I definitely see a difference, but in the time being, I didn't really realize what I was looking like. Um, 
And I just had like a lot of like almost water weight on me or something. And when I moved here to Chattanooga, I kind of got on a little health kick just because I had so much alone time. So I was like, what should I do? You know, but never stuck to it. And also I would work out, but I didn't realize that what you eat is like 80% of what your body looks like. So you could eat good for a year and be ripped and instead of going to the gym every day and then eat like crap. And so I actually, I don't know. I probably couldn't have done this without my trainer. Like if you are serious about the gym, get someone that is on your butt all the time. Because the first four months I was at the gym, I wanted to beat (laughs) my freaking trainer. Because if I had a day that I was just busy, like today, you know, he's like, when are you coming? When are you coming? Like whatever. And I was like, uh, I have this to do. I have this to do. Like I always tried to get out of it. Not on purpose, but it was like, I just didn't make it a priority. I didn't care. I wasn't seeing a change because it takes time. Like girls think they go for three weeks and they're like six pack. Like I'm there on six months and I'm just now seeing like, you know, true definition. So I would say I could not have done it without him. And once I hit my six months, which was this month, I now have a passion for it. Like if I need to get away, I go to the gym. If I see... Hayden eating something bad I'm like you need to eat good like I'm just like everywhere I go now I'm like eat the best even though I just had Chick-fil-a but that's because I'm on the road so when you're on the road you understand that's God's chicken you're still good yeah it's it's I'm trying it's eating that's the hardest part but like even today I haven't had time to go to the gym yet and he texts me and he's out of town and he said when are you going to the gym and I was like and he sent me my workouts everything so The gym has become definitely a special place. I love it. And it is definitely an escape. And I'm now starting to get why people love it. Because you you really have to go for a while to fall in love with it. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, it's definitely a Lex 2.0. And I'm digging it. One of the things I've seen, at least in most of the stuff that you're posting up, or he's posting up rather, of you doing that I think controversial is way too strong of a word. But out of the ordinary that I think... And I think this is becoming more new age, which I think, by the way, is amazing, is I've seen a lot more barbells, oh, weights mm-hmm. in your workout. And I think a lot of girls, when I talk to them, or influencers or people in this space that we, you and I live mm-hmm. in every day, is when people hear the word gym, they think of Stairmaster, doing some crunches. and Sweating. And yeah, and then you leave versus... I'm seeing a lot more dynamic workout from you, barbells, weights. Talk to me about that. Okay, so that's where it's completely different because when I used to go to the gym, I would run on the treadmill. I would do the little crunches, the little weight lifts, and I would get a little sweaty, and I was like, okay, great. Like, I hit my workout. So people don't make fun of me, but they, like, kind of, like, giggle at me because I always wear makeup to the gym, and my hair is always done. I don't sweat because I'm not doing any cardio. And I asked my trainer, you know, like, why am I not running like everyone else? Why am I not sweating, dripping sweat like all these people? And he was like, because you're burning calories. And if you burn any more calories, you're going to pop poof into dust. He was like, you're so little. So whatever you have on you now, we're trying to build muscle on that. So all I ever do is weightlifting and not to the extent of a bodybuilder. Like he's told me, he's like, you're never going to look like gross. You know what I mean? Because that's not like what we're going for. But I still do cardio maybe once or twice a week at the gym. We just do like a class at night and it it gets my heart rate going, but it's crazy because I can lift or now squat 115 pounds, which when I started, I was squatting like 40 and, and I can do weights and all that. But then at night when I go to cardio, I die. Like I literally, my heart is not as strong as my muscles are. 
And so for girls, if you're trying to lose weight, yes, you should be doing cardio and burning calories and watching what you eat. But if you're little, you don't need to be doing that. You need to be building muscle on top of the fat that you're holding on to. You know what I mean? And people like judge me because I'm like, I'm at the gym, but it's, I'm tiny. I want to have meat on my bones. You know what I mean? I want to, if I need to beat somebody up, I can beat somebody up, you know? So anyway, it's a lot that goes into it that a trainer should know and what he educates me on. So I 100% think that people should have a trainer for your first however many years, unless you're not going to stick with it because it's the best thing I ever did. Well, I'm so glad we were able to do this. I'm very excited to see what the next time I see you is as we're progressing from random mountain to random parking <laughs> garage to I, I just I don't even know what could be next, but only random time will tell. Something. So I'm excited for you. I, I love your heart and what you do and why you do it. And I know that it's a thousand depths deeper than even what we covered today. But thanks for being authentic. I love to see your introspective thought process and growth. And I'm excited that you're there because I, I just think that having that moment in time and whatever it be, whether it's because of a man or a life circumstance or whatever, that you have it now and not later. Because I think some people that I've been around that are in their 40s and 50s like are still haven't had that moment or about mm -hmm. to and then all of a sudden this whole feeling of regret and yes. or they feel stuck or they play this well what if I wouldn't have da, 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 mm -hmm. da, and I could have been this and so as painful or as frustrating or whatever as it may be now I think it's so amazing that you're having this moment in time now and it may feel frustrating or whatever but I think looking back you'll be like wow I'm glad I had that I'm glad I have that at 22 years old like sometimes I have to pinch myself to remind myself that I'm not 30 or that I'm not 15 like I'm only 20 like I'm 22 and I'm trying to like figure this stuff out and my mom always says that she's like you're so lucky that you're figuring this out now and going through this now because I'm such a life liver that like I don't want to have regrets like a big fear is like regretting my life because in past life I did I do regret so much and so it's just like from this day forward of me having this crazy emotional period it's just like every day I need to be better I need to like overcome everything that's stopping me from being the best and I'm just so much about self-love which I wish I would have had forever ago but like you should love yourself before you love anything or anyone else like just do you wow what an interview. I know I came away truly challenged by her insight and a lot of the answers to her questions. As I'm sure you could tell, I kept self-inserting myself in my own situations and questions to many of the things that she was saying. I truly appreciate her commitment to authenticity as that's an extremely valuable quality. And frankly, it's very rare to find in people in your life. You can find her on Instagram at L-E-X-X-E-R-Z-Z-Z. Lexers and her photography business at the hobbyist underscore photography. Reach out to us and let us know what questions you have from today's episode when you were listening or how we can help encourage you further. You can find me on my personal Instagram at Eric Michael Savage, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>